Welcome to Comadres y Comics. Comadres y Comics is a podcast hosted by three Latina women. We highlight the Latinx presence in the comic book industry as creators, characters, and fans. Join us as we talk chisme, comics, fandom, and beer. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Comadres y Comics. This is episode 117. Where your host, I'm Sarah. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jen. Hi guys, how's it going? What's going on? What's the hap? Hello. <laughs> I am so excited that I noticed that it is light almost to eight o'clock now. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it is. And it makes me so happy because when it is winter time, half the day is cut off from me. Um, it's not an option to like go out and run where I run because it's very it's in an industrial part and it's very sketchy and I would feel weird about running back there at nighttime in the dark so now it's going to be light not like anything bad can't happen to me in the light but it it's a little bit less sketchy and I think Mm -hmm. um I feel more comfortable at least so that makes me happy it's summertime I'm not looking forward to to hot weather but I am looking forward to longer days yeah I am contemplating buying like one of those inflatable um, um, pools on Amazon. Oh, yeah. So I just I could sit in it when it's hot. Me too. (laughs) Eddie and I had wanted to do that the last couple of summers and then we just never did. And we kept saying, oh, we're going to make our backyard look nice and we're going to pull the weeds and we're going to do this and that and have an actual backyard. Mm, It was life. (laughs) all lies (laughs) yeah no uh yesterday actually i went with my best friend to k-town uh because she wanted to go to h-mart to buy some stuff and i bought some stuff too but we afterwards we went to go get korean barbecue Oh, oh my god i've been dreaming about that place (laughs) the same place that we've gone to no, this is a different oh. place. We didn't want to walk too far because none of us drive, so we didn't have a car. So we just went walking after we left H Mart, and there was a place nearby that was really, actually, really good. Like the service was incredible, uh, and the food was really good too. And it was pretty affordable. It was like four of us, and it was like eighty bucks uh, for all four of us. Um, that's pretty good. Twenty dollars for all you can eat for one person. That's good. Uh, yeah, pretty much, and um. <laughs> and I had bought, I bought some raspberry wine mm. and the lady did not even like ask for my ID or anything. She was just like, here you go, four cups and left it at that. And I was just like, okay, uh, I guess I'm going to give the teenagers alcohol now. Because uh, <laughs> uh, her, little, her, <laughs> her little cousins were with us and I, and I was just all like, hey, y'all want some? She gave me four cups and I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, here's it, here's your first taste of alcohol, children. It probably isn't their first taste of alcohol, but I was like, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's mm-hmm. funny. Yes, I have been dreaming about that uh Korean barbecue place you used to take us to, where mm-hmm. I would eat until my tummy was full and then I would poop and then I'd come and eat some more. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that man. place is great. I love that place. Uh, yes. Now that things are starting to reopen, I have a long list of restaurants that uh, I need to revisit and make sure that they are still um, yummy and up to my standards because I've missed them oh so much. Same, same. Uh, <laughs> like yesterday, too. Yesterday marked the day that I officially am um, two weeks fully vaccinated so like oh yeah so i'm like well and good to go now excellent i just discovered uh uh like two weeks ago i told frank i'm like let's go to benihana's because i really want to have some sushi and so then we went because it has a big sign that says open, right? So mm-hmm. we go and we're not going to go to that little show place, the dinner part. We go to the, the you know, like where they do the sushi, like the little lunch lounge. <clears throat> so we, we walk up all confident and they're like, no, everything's closed. You have to reserve. You have to make a reservation. Oh, and I yeah. was like, but I just want to go to the lunch area. They're like, no, that one also requires reservation. I was like, oh, great. I've been dreaming about sushi for like a month. 
So then I told Frank, I'm like, well, just look around to see where we can find one. And we found this place. It, it It's in a like a kind of a shopping center, but it's kind of like an 80s looking shopping center. There's no renovations been yeah. done in the last 20 years or so. But this, <laughs> this place is called Ojiya. And oh, my God, it's my new favorite spot. We've already been there twice. Really? So Damn. Good. Like <clears throat> we just went on Saturday and then the week before that, we also went, I think, on Saturday. But oh, my God, their stuff is delicious. Oh, my. And every time. Well, this has been our second time. But uh, we, we order different stuff just to taste the mm. whole menu. There's this octopus stuff. Oh, my God. That stuff was delicious. <laughs> I don't remember names because they have. Fortunately, they have pictures. But, man, that stuff was delicious. And they have this uh, fried garlic uh, oh. that I'm willing to try. Ooh. Yeah. It's, oh my God. It's so good. It's on tour. It's on Hawthorne Boulevard. Um, okay. It is right. It's actually in the strip mall place next to caps and corks. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Where there's, I think there's a lucky billiards place mm-hmm. and the zebra room is right there. Oh, I remember the there zebra used to be a Mongolian barbecue place in there too, but I think it's closed down. No, I I think it's still there. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, but they have a ramen place too and Indian food too. So oh wow, oh, nice. Well, we can eat around the world. Yeah, we're working mm-hmm. our way down. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I know. Yeah, food definitely has been one of the things I've missed since the pandemic because we can't go out and eat other cuisines. So yeah. So. For me specifically, Japanese food, shabu shabu is my favorite. That's and right. that there, there was, it's basically Japanese hot pot. And um, there was one time a year ago on the 20th, on my birthday, they had opened up briefly after the initial shutdown. Uh, and I, I got to go on my birthday. And then not too long after they shut down again, and they've been shut down that this entire time. And oh. they still have not opened up. And their website says coming back soon. But I don't know when that was put up. I don't know under what circumstances. And I honestly don't know if they're ever going to come back. And I'm very upset about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I remember the post that I, I don't think I've had Shabu Shabu. So I was like, one day I'm going to know what she's talking about because <laughs> you're always like, it's my favorite food or yeah. I can't move anywhere where there's no shabu shabu. And I'm yep. like, Nope. <laughs> my, my two requirements for moving anywhere is that they have to have a target and they have to have shabu shabu. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. And now for me, it's been ramen because look, takeout ramen is not the same. I don't know what it is. But immediately, once it goes into the to-go container and it's at your house, it's not it's not good anymore. Like, I mean, yeah, it's still good, but it's not as good. Yeah. And so, oh, my God. Like, when when they allowed outdoor dining to resume again in, in L.A., I was just like, to Little Tokyo we go because I want fucking ramen. And I don't <laughs> want that takeout shit. I want to eat from the stores, <laughs> from, the, from the restaurant's own bowls, damn it. <laughs> just I just absorbed had absorbed the incense. I just had takeout ramen from Shinsengumi last week, and I don't care if it's in the bowl, <laughs> if it's in a shoe, or whatever. It's all good to me. And I hadn't had it in a long time, and I told Eddie we need to have ramen because it's going to start getting hot. And I am not somebody who like some people like I can eat soup whenever, but you know what? Shabu shabu. Well, you don't eat it in the soup; you eat it on the rice. So. It can still get a little bit hot, but still, it doesn't appeal to me. So I was like, we got to go eat ramen before it gets too hot. (laughs) (laughs) And we just brought it home because it was late at night. So, and Shinsengumi has a drive-thru. We didn't use it, but in case you need to know, there is a drive-thru ramen place Mm. in Torrance. So, Mm. very cool. All right, guys, it's time for La Hora de la Cervecita. Yay. What are we thinking today? So today we have a beer that is from a brewery that is literally around the corner from my house. We are drinking Little Bow Pills uh, from Smog City Brewing Company. And Smog City is local here to Torrance, California. And in fact, the can says proudly brewed in Torrance, California. And... Surprise, surprise, this is not an IPA. It what? is, as the 
title indicates a pilsner. So for those of you who don't know much about um, different varieties of beers, a pilsner is um, the same as like a Budweiser or a Coors or a Corona, those lighter beers. Those are all pilsners. So um, this is definitely not that. And I am guessing that it has way more flavor than that. Mm -hmm. Um, Pilsners for me are um, something that is my go-to a Pilsner or a lager is something that is my go-to during the summertime because IPAs and stouts and all that stuff. I'm not a regular stout or porter drinker anyway, but IPAs, which is usually my go-to, um, I just get too heavy for me during the summertime. And when it's so, so hot, I just want a light, crisp beer, but still want that ABV to be over 5%. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yep, yep. So this uh, actually has, um, where is the ABV? Oh, this one's only 4.4. So generally, Pilsners are a little bit uh, lower in ABV, um, which generally helps you to um, how it, it it is one of those like day drinking beers like you can drink it you can drink pilsners all day and not have to worry about getting too crazy uh or passed out and peeing yourself in the corner like ipas make you do (laughs) (laughs) so this says this is a pilsner with style it's a perfect companion when relaxing or adventuring little bow pills is your go-to beer Classic saws hops pair nicely with a light malt backbone for a balance that's both crisp and refreshing. This Pilsner with style screams, take me with you. So crack one open and enjoy the ride. Light, crisp, and refreshing. And if you drink the beer, you can hashtag Little Bow Pills on any social media and um, give Smog City Brewing Company a shout out. And in fact... Um, Sarah, I think I saw that you shared that they just celebrated an anniversary here recently. Yes, uh, we went, I believe, to the third anniversary where you had to buy tickets in advance. This mm-hmm. was years ago, obviously, but um, it, we, we bought tickets that came with like bottles and a little bag that said uh, Smog City. And the, it came with a certain amount of bottles and a certain amount of drink tickets. And oh, they cool. ha- and it was uh, it was amazing. We got there like around two o'clock or so. Um, what I remember. And uh, <laughs> they had a bunch of porta potties. Good thing. Oh, and, wow. Yeah, they I wouldn't were, even have thought about that. Oh, yeah, no, they were really prepared for this big event, right? And so we went in and they had this one uh, beer cocktail that they set on fire before you drank it. And I had video of it, uh, but the video was on my friend's phone um, and he never gave me the video, but it was amazing and it tasted so good. And oh my God, they had so many great beers and we just kept, it was four of us who went and uh, we met the owners and we all, every time we would, (laughs) like, I would buy a round and then the other guy would buy a round. So every time everybody buy it around another would person would buy around and another so man we got out of there like i couldn't get frank a ticket because they had sold out and frank wasn't mm-hmm. sure if he could go uh, <clears throat> i think it was during the time he worked in vegas and so when he found out he could be here he's like oh there's no more tickets left that sucks and i said well can you drive us there and pick us up so he drove <laughs> he drove us there you can still be useful <laughs> yeah you can still be useful i don't have to get uber for four guys. Dude, so he picked us up right and tell tell me why when we got out of the car we all kind of fell on our knees because we were so fucked up oh and that same day we had to, we had already scheduled to put it in an art show <gasps> so we just took like a two-hour nap and then we started to just uh, put up the artwork but it was like we were just like kind of staggering and stumbling a little bit like because you know we were still a little drunk mm-hmm. but yeah those really crept up on us those yeah. drinks were so amazing I mean you know they have a really um they have really great beer there but that I'll never forget that um that I would I wanted to call it a flaming mo, but, <laughs> but uh yeah it was a drink that they set on fire and then you could drink it, it was really cool oh really that's cool well and that have- was 
Yeah, they had different, so they only have one bar area, but for this event, they had set up two more bar areas, and it was so crowded, and everybody was mingling, and it was great. It was really great. Well, if that was the third anniversary, that was seven years ago, Sarah, because they celebrated their 10th anniversary this year on May 22nd. Uh, they had lots of cool stuff. And luckily, um, it May 22nd fell after a time here in California where uh, breweries were able to open back up because breweries actually kind of got the short end of the stick during this whole shutdown because while restaurants were able to reopen um breweries did not have a food component or anyway those breweries that didn't have a food component could not reopen um some in the area do have a food component or a restaurant component and they fell under that um restaurant category and they were able to reopen um somewhat at a small capacity but uh breweries that just had like food trucks come in and stuff like that. It was all curbside and they really, really um, struggled. So I'm happy that Slunk City was able to celebrate this 10th year anniversary with people actually coming in and they have their whole parking lot set up with Mm -hmm. tables and it's, they've done a really good job um, transitioning into this new, um, this new way of life. So yes, today we are trying Little Bow Pills from Smog City Brewing Company. Oh, yeah. And um, it says Pilsner with style and it's a Czech style lager. So I'm excited about this because. Oh, Czech, like from Czechoslovakia. Yeah, Czechoslovakia. (laughs) Yeah, Um, this is uh, I like the can art. It has a little camper and it's by the lake and it has those little two chairs with a little table with two little beers it's really cute. yeah that is cute i've yeah. always wanted one of those little campers i don't me know why too. oh my gosh it me reminds too. me of i love lucy for some reason <laughs> you know what it reminds me of <laughs> have you guys seen uh you know like when mickey donald and goofy would go like yes like back in the old days like the 50s they had a little camper like that yeah and um i think mickey was driving no goofy was driving and then uh donald was cooking but since they're moving about then you know like all this stuff starts yeah. moving inside the camper it's super cute anyway <laughs> i want a pink one <laughs> nice it smells very citrusy mm-hmm. it's definitely a light beer and definitely. very light yeah if, but- when i look at it it doesn't even look i didn't pour mine out i i'm drinking it from the can but even just what i can see is very very light and clear yeah i could see the bottom of the can from from <laughs> yeah. yeah no i i'm enjoying this actually i'm i i'm like i said lagers are not my go-to but i am enjoying this flavor it's really crisp and fresh yes definitely fresh a lager with flavor is definitely my jam like I I want a beer that has flavor. I I always joke that I hated beer before I actually knew that beer was supposed to taste good. Like that beer was supposed to have flavor, Same. supposed to have character, supposed to, you know, be um complex. And it it was the Red Car Brewery that actually turned me on to the fact that beer was could actually be good. Uh, and so that was my, my fate, my first, um, introduction to craft beer and I never looked back and this is actually really good. It does have a lot of flavor. Uh, it's very light. I definitely could, uh, drink this at a, uh, at a barbecue all day long. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, actually for me, when I, I was turned on for, to, uh, craft beer was one of the very first ones I tasted was from Smog City it was the nothing oh named, okay yeah oh, yeah, yeah yeah we tried that yeah we did we did try yeah. it they, uh-huh. uh, I mm-hmm. think I finally they finally either canned it or bottled it I can't remember but uh it was only on growler fills before so but we did try it on the podcast but yeah what about you Joe what do you think about the beer It's like I'm drinking the sparkling water version of a beer. <laughs> I don't mean that. In, I don't. I don't yeah. mean that in a bad way. I mean that in a good way. Like it's it's light. It's refreshing. It's really. It doesn't weigh heavy, and it's really hot right now yeah. outside. So I'm really glad that I will. When I reached into the random bag, I pulled this one out 
<laughs> I don't know how I would have been right now with with an IPA or something like that heavy and then drinking in the heat and I'm like no so I'm actually it's actually like really refreshing I really do like it it's um um it's a nice kind of like I want to drink and keep drinking but without getting too drunk kind of beer yeah oh, and at 4.4 you definitely could do that yeah definitely um so are we ready to actually rate it sure so for mm-hmm. a reminder for listeners uh, we rate our beers on a five-point scale with one being flaccid, two initial, three partial, full four, and a five out of five is a rigid. And if it is a beer that we absolutely love and cannot get enough of, we give it a six out of five. Super Saiyan. So um, I'll go ahead and start. And I am going to give this a full. Um, I really, really like it a lot. I am enjoying it. And I think I actually got, had this on tap at um, Cantina because they have a lot of the local brews. Mm -hmm. And I try, especially when I'm eating heavy Mexican food, I try to go light Mm because an IPA on top of a bunch of beans and and rice. And tortilla. Uh, and so I had it over there and I really, really enjoyed it. After I tapped the keg on the watermelon on the lollipop, <laughs> I tried it. So um I really enjoy it and I'm giving it a four out of five a full. I'm gonna go ahead and second the motion with the uh, full as well. Um I like I said, I do not like I'm not a lager person at all. Um, but this one is really refreshing. Like you could taste how fresh the ingredients are. Like it's mm-hmm. really like I, it feels like it was just canned. Honestly, um, it's sometimes and it's difficult to get kind of that 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 really fresh feeling from beer sometimes, especially when you buy it at the supermarket and stuff. But yeah, this one definitely you can feel the freshness and um, I'm really enjoying it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a full. This one, it tastes fresh, but there's actually a date on it of when it was canned. And it was canned in March of this year. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. I didn't know they did that. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. So I'm going to give it... It's like, It really is really refreshing. And I wish mine was colder. It wasn't, it was outside of the fridge, but it was still pretty like cool because it was mm. kept in a dark place. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if it was colder, oh no, you know what? I'm going to give it a full as well because it is <laughs> like it, it not being cold is my fault. So I shouldn't, it shouldn't be a detractor. So, but definitely do recommend drinking this very cold. So oh, yeah. I'm going to give it a full yeah. as well. Yeah. I actually picture it being in a big old cooler full of ice yeah. and you reach in and you get it out and then it just turns frosty because it's hitting the the warm air and it's just dripping down it's and, sweating for you and it's just you open it up and it's so cold yeah, <laughs> yeah this is definitely best served cold like vengeance mm-hmm. like what's vengeance like you know like vengeance is a dish best served cold ah! <laughs> <laughs> I thought vengeance was the name of a beer that we had drunk in the past. I'm like, what's vengeance? I don't remember that one. <laughs> no, I, every time I think about best served cold, I always think about Bane in the cartoon where he says vengeance is. Well, I'm sure somebody else said it, but yeah, yeah. the way I remember it, it Bane saying it on the uh, Batman animated series. That's so. funny. All right, guys, it's now time for Chisme de la Semana. Kristen, ¿qué chisme tienes hoy? Well, today, this chisme is kind of a revisit to something we talked about a while back. I don't remember exactly when we mentioned uh, the fact that Ozzer Isaac was in talks to play Marvel's Moon Knight. Um, But we can finally say that it has been confirmed that he will be playing Moon Knight in in a TV show that is going to go straight to uh, Disney Plus. So uh, it's going to be an upcoming series. Of course, I don't see a date because this is something that I'm sure has been 
um, talked about for a long time. And then just like everything else, COVID put it on the back burner. But um, it was first reported online back in October of 2020 that he was in talks. But the rumors have been uh, we took the rumor and we ran with it because it seemed like it was pretty set in stone. But it can be confirmed by Marvel, by Disney, by everybody involved, including Oscar himself, that he is going to be Moon Knight. Um, and so apparently he tweeted uh no marvel studios tweeted a tweet on thursday quoting isaac as saying we are moon knight and for anybody who knows anything about moon knight you know that um he is a very complicated complex character and um it is my understanding from what i've read and from what i've heard he has a lot of like psychological uh, mental health issues <laughs> that oh, wow. um, really play into his character and um, the storylines that he's involved in. So that's why the We Are Moon Knight actually seems pretty relevant uh, here. So, um, yeah, so the series was first announced nearly two years ago. Um, as one of the three Marvel shows that Disney Plus was going to be working on, along with She-Hulk and Ms. Marvel. So uh, we've seen some uh, leaked pictures from both of those, actually, mm -hmm. I believe, um, by now. I know we saw Ms. Marvel in her new, uh, in her costume. Um, and I think I want to say we saw something from She-Hulk as well, um, which is going to star uh, an Emmy winner, Tatiana Maslany. I don't know who that is, but. That's who it's going to star. Um, so uh, for those of you that don't know, Mark Spector, who is Moon Knight, is a former CIA agent and mercenary who is saved from certain death by the Egyptian moon god Khonshu and given superhuman abilities. So we can all uh, dance in the streets and revel in this news that Oscar Isaac <laughs> is going to continue to be on our screen uh, in the near future. So that is my chisme de la semana. That's so cool. I just was just watching Star Wars and and I was like, oh my God, Poe is so amazing. I like, I forgot how amazing he is as a character. Mm -hmm. So um, that's kind of really, uh, what is it, recent with me right now. So seeing him and knowing that he's going to be Moon Knight is really exciting news for me. Yeah. Thank you for that chisme. And now it's time for our book review. What are we reviewing today? I feel like <laughs> before Jen starts with the description of this book, that we may want to say that um, the rest of this podcast is for 18 and over. <laughs> you know what yeah like like i like really like speaking it's if you don't want to hear this uh with like kids uh in your car or at home or on the speakers or whatever yeah. um um because uh what we are going to be talking about is very is very much about an explicit a sexually explicit book yes um and usually, like, we, like, dive right in. But now this time, it's, like, well, for reals. Like, this book is nothing but smut. Um, yes. Uh, so I was going to say, I'm a very sex-positive person. And the rest of this conversation is definitely going to be me sharing all of my thoughts and ideas. But this is definitely not just, like... In fact, the writer uh, says many times in here that this is not, you should not use this book as like an education guide. Like this is yeah. like some, this is, what was it? Said, yes, it's fantasy. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's like Jen said, it's straight up smut. So <laughs> mm -hmm. take that into consideration and proceed as, um, as you see fit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the book that we are reviewing is, and this is the name of it. This book is full of filth, an anthology <laughs> of comic smut and fun activities for grown-up weirdos by Rosalarian. Uh, that's, that, <laughs> that's funny. Anthology, like yeah, P-H-O-T, the uh -huh. acronym for that hoe over there. <laughs> yep. Yep. So I backed this book. Oh, my God. It, it, it was a while ago. I want to say... 
I think it was during the pandemic. Or I think, like yeah, I think I remember. Or it might have been before the pandemic. Like it might have launched its Kickstarter sometime around December or early January of 2020. And then it got fully funded and then it could not deliver it because of COVID and like mm. everything that happened. But basically, I've been waiting for this book a very long fucking time. Uh, <laughs> and I finally got it. And then and I usually all the stuff that I back on Kickstarter, um, I receive a PDF copy that I share with everyone. And this that's actually what I got first was the PDF copy and then the book. But the reason that I wanted us to review this book was one because uh, Pride Month. <laughs> Pride um, Month. Uh, Pride Month. And two, uh, as I was thinking about it, uh, and like, there's not, there's no really deep thinking. I felt I looked at it. It was a smut book, and it was a smut book about queer folks. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, that's me. So I'm gonna back it. Uh, and no regrets. I really, <laughs> you know, what really surprised me about this book was how yeah. funny it was. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, yeah. no, like, like I was expecting, uh, of course I was expecting the sex and the hoeiness and everything. Like, and that's, that's exactly what I signed up for. What I was not expecting was for how funny it was. Yeah. And like how many of the stories were like genuinely humorous. And it reminded me of something uh, that someone once told me. And it's like, if you can't laugh, with the partner that you're having sex with then it's not yeah it's like it's not gonna it's it's gonna be like okay at best so so I but it was it was really it was a really funny book but it was full of a lot of stories and I also really liked the fact that the first couple of stories was like kind of an origin story of as to like uh, yeah love and sex and all that stuff um but I knew you were gonna dig all the god talk (laughs) <laughs> yes, I I was. Uh, another thing, Rosalarian is actually her um uh, kind of like her su- pseudonym, but yeah, the author's name is Megan Rose Gedris, and she has actually written uh another book that was published by Oni Press, and it's Spectacle, which was another queer story about a young woman who gets haunted by a ghost, and it's really good. I highly recommend it. Um. um but this book it's basically if you have ever had the question how do lesbians have sex this book answers it (laughs) it actually is educational (laughs) (laughs) that's funny so the back of the book actually says uh sex is great upwards of hundreds of people agree with me on this sex equals awesome uh, but I want to be clear from the get-go here, this book is full of filth, and by filth, I mean sex. This book is only intended for people age 18 plus, not for kids, thousand percent not for kids. I know there are bright rainbow colors, and this has led several inattentive parents to buy it for their offspring, thinking it's going to be about <laughs> magic or friendship. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, it is about friendship. Some very close friendships that involve being naked together and things get juicy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I love that um, it says here she has um, it's sexy comics, but also a bunch of weird activity pages like puzzles and paper dolls and stories. That is so true. I cannot tell you how badly I wanted to cut out the paper dolls and dress them up in the little BDSM <laughs> outfits that came with it. <laughs> yep. There's a maze that has some genitals that yep. are yes. built like a maze uh-huh. and you have to connect it to the person that they're <laughs> inserting it. They're uh-huh. inserting it to. It's, it, yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, she says, that uh this the activities and the stories um made her say while she was writing it what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) she says i i both love and am scared of where this is going said one friend to her that she (laughs) so that is just a a short little um basically not even synopsis of what the story what the book is about because the book is an anthology there's a whole bunch of different stuff stories inside and like we said activities there's even a short story sans any uh, panels it's just words 
uh, mm -hmm. inside of here. So um, I definitely uh, enjoyed reading all of the stories. And I, I know you mentioned earlier, Sarah, that you really liked the writing. I thought the writing was very, very good as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> for me, <clears throat> first of all, I, <clears throat> I didn't want to I didn't, I didn't really want to read it. I was like putting it off, putting it <laughs> off. Um, and then when I finally found the time to do it and I started reading it, I couldn't stop. It was so good. It was so, and the art and the colors are phenomenal. Yeah. Love the Even this cover. I love just the, the, the yeah, those colors are amazing. Mm -hmm. And just the work alone. I mean, the, the entire art was amazing. I loved it all. I love the activities and everything. I, I, uh, like I said like I couldn't stop reading it like I had to go to a meeting and I was like damn it I'm I'm almost done with this book just but anyway so uh but um what was I gonna say god what was I gonna say okay so to me like the humor I, I don't know if you guys seen drunk uh drunk history yes I love drunk history <laughs> it's best when you yourself are drunk <laughs> Eddie gets so annoyed with me because I will be drinking and he's in there working or whatever. And I'll turn on drunk history and it's the funniest freaking thing <laughs> I've ever seen. And they're laughing and I'm laughing <laughs> and he just comes in and he gets, he's, he just rolls his eyes at me. <laughs> well, to, I've only seen a few episodes of drunk history, but one of the things that, oh, because I call it drunk, I'm comparing it to drunk history because some of the first three uh, three um, stories are based like on the G Greek mythology. So mm -hmm. it's not really history, but it's mythology. We learned it in school, blah, blah, blah. So, but when they, when she wrote about him, she does a little twist on him, sort of like drunk history. Like they're, like they're the gods, but they're talking like kids do now. It's kind of funny. It's like, oh my, it's hilarious. Um, one of my, my favorite was the one of Persephone and Hades. That one. Yes. <laughs> I love oh that my story. god yes yeah, was, it was really fun i mean persephone was drawn super beautiful and i love how hades looked a little bit androgynous mm. um, yes and he was a dom and she was a submissive and it was just it was just really well written like i really loved it that was my favorite but i all of them are pretty damn good um, I, I love them all. Uh, I love the Pygmalion one. Pygmalion is a guy who um, makes his dream woman out of like carved stone. Mm -hmm. But then uh, the wrong goddess gives her life. Yeah. <laughs> and then it, and that's when everything goes bad. But it was just it was hilarious. I, I, I really enjoyed reading this. I really enjoyed reading this. I was really happy. And we're putting a lot of attention on the story and the writing and the colors and whatever, but make no mistake. Every <laughs> single one of these stories shows penises and vaginas and uh, them inserting each other, inserting anuses, inserting mouths. It is 100% um, a book about having and enjoying sex. So, mm -hmm. um, and which I really love that comic, the comic medium lends itself so well to telling stories about anything. And mm -hmm. I mean, I can go on the internet right freaking now and see all the sex for free that I want, but I am not telling you a lie that I had to change my chonies after I read this book. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I wasn't gonna say it, but you're right. Like, like I was like, I'm like, oh damn. Look, okay, so like I read it before the meeting, and I was like, I'll have enough time, right? Tell me why I was like, fuck, I don't have time to go into the into the shower and masturbate. <laughs> like Look. I was just upset, and then also I read it in the digital format, so I couldn't possibly ah! take the book in the shower. <laughs> So, but yes, I mean, it was juicy, it was sexy, it was raunchy, yes. there were toys, mm -hmm. there were fairies, there were voodoo dolls. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how to explain this, but that shit was just, it was crazy and delicious. Uh -huh. <laughs> it was, 
it was something else. I mean, this is a very super creative. And also, I got to say, I really appreciated. Um, I like that Cops and Robbers one. I story. love that one. That was my favorite one. <laughs> yeah, because, um, well, the the end just made me laugh out loud. And then, um, yep. but, but during um, the cop was voluptuous. She was like, she wasn't skinny or bony or anything. And that's what I really appreciate about this art. Like all the women that, mm-hmm. and there was one point where, um, uh, I don't, I don't remember which character said, I love, I love to feel the softness of your belly. And I was like, damn, that's cool. Like acknowledge the belly, love the belly. (laughs) (laughs) So, but yeah, no, it was, uh, it was, it was really great. Really, really Mm -hmm. great book. No, uh, what I really liked the book is especially, look, like Kristen said, you can find all the porn you want for free online. The thing is, and the reason why I don't really watch a lot of it is that because it's not, it's very male oriented. And so I can't really appreciate it for what it is. So every once in a while, I'll find like a really nice one or whatever. Um, uh, But it's not, it's not made for me, like a woman who likes other women. This is, this Mm -hmm. is written by somebody who likes and appreciates the female body or mm-hmm. the, the woman, the, a woman's body. Uh, and so I was, I really enjoyed reading it. And because it was, it was a lot of, um, um, it's very hard to find kind of stuff like that or erotica or stuff like that, that is made by queer people for queer people. And this is what this was. And that like, there was of course, like also like a, some heterosexuality on it in like, it's, like most based form but I like the fact that it also explores kink and stuff like that Mm -hmm. because I think that is also a very important part of the LGBTQ um um, experience as well and I'm not gonna lie like the reason why I like the Hades Persephone one so much besides the story being real is because when he was talking to her about her living with her mom I was just like yes (laughs) oh Oh my god yes I please do not I have been perceived (laughs) <laughs> oh 100 percent like i was like reading it and i'm like oh my god uh i feel seen <laughs> but, um, but not only that i i mean i read read it and whatever i also like that one with just the words the one about the the uh the orgy party mm-hmm. the swingers party yeah yeah um and <laughs> yes that one was good uh but also i like that in each story there is a it, there is a focus on consent yes so even at the uh-huh. at the very first one mm-hmm. he whispers in her ear is this okay yeah and, and that's all it takes that's all it takes mm-hmm. um and then another in another story there was a safe word mm-hmm. and so uh, mm-hmm. You you get the this kink and this raunch, but it's always with consent, and the characters ask for the consent. Like it it's it's written there. You see it. Um, it's a nod at you know you should have consent, guys. But it's it that that was really important to me that I read and I was like, oh wow, this is awesome that they have it in the story. Yeah, yeah. I noticed that too, mm-hmm. and it 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 recurred in a lot of the stories and um i really liked that the creator included that mm-hmm. definitely definitely what else can be said about this book <laughs> <laughs> that we haven't well, already said even though it's the same creator um throughout there's definitely she she stylized each story the, the yeah. art it go it's it's changed in every story where you can see that there's some components of that it's the same uh creator but stylized and changed just enough to go with the new story um and mm-hmm. i i actually double checked as i was reading because the art kept changing i was like no it's just all by her i thought that was really cool yeah it and i it just like it I think it really goes to describe her range because uh, like I said, I was, I was able to recognize her artwork, but I wasn't able to like pin down where it was that I'd seen her artwork until I looked it up later. And it was just like, Oh, she wrote spectacle. That makes sense. She -hmm. has definitely a very, uh, a style of her own, but she's able to switch it up. And each, each artwork very much reflected the story that it was telling. Mm -hmm. Um, um, 
and also her coloring as well. And so it just it made re- it made reading the book really it really like like it's already not going to be boring but it gave like more of an aspect to it as well like you you're you're reading something different uh each time and each Mm -hmm. and like though the theme of like sex and sexy times is the main thing here it uh it added more enjoyment to the book itself as like a piece of just literature to read as well yeah definitely well i think that um jen you were mentioning that there are still copies of this book available on her website, which is um, rosalarian.com, R-O-S-A-L-A-R-I-A-N.com. And yes, this first edition actually came out October 2020, or at least that's when it was supposed to come out uh, originally, it says here in the Indisha page of the book. Yep. And it is, it's still available to purchase on her website and it's $15. So it's not that much. I think I paid more on the Kickstarter because uh, it was a Kickstarter. I paid for shipping and I got, there's a, there's a little fold out that you get from the book. That's really funny because it looks like, uh, it looks like a tea party and then you open it up yeah. and, it's a, and it's a tea orgy. It's <laughs> a $15 for the PDF or for actual uh, book book. Um, I believe it's for the book book. Let me see. Oh, okay. That's pretty good. Because it says it's from her shop physical work. And oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. And but she also has a Patreon that you can oh, uh, support okay. her on. She has a main one where she does like art and she has an NSFW where all her naughty stuff goes. <gasps> NSFW. Mm-hmm. That's where I'll be. <laughs> okay yeah she has the print and ebook at $30 and then she has the ebook at just $15 oh okay mm-hmm. cool nice so uh, are you ready to rate the book Sarah yes I am gonna give it uh, tres conchas and a cup of champurrado yes that's what I'm gonna give <laughs> <laughs> okay well this is Kristen I'm giving the book Three dildos and a Costco size bat of lube. <laughs> <laughs> a new rating style. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Kristen's rating as well. <laughs> You're gonna need it. <laughs> you know you what? Fill a lot of holes. I know. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna change. I'm gonna change my rating. I'm gonna echo Kristen. Yeah, I wasn't as creative. I was trying to think of what what drips, and I couldn't think of anything. But yeah, so that is the true rating, definitely. That's Actually, how- you know what's another rating? One finger, two fingers, or three fingers, <laughs> <laughs> or a fist. I heard. Oh my god! <laughs> a fist is if it's really good. So. There you go. I heard about it. I don't know what it's about, but I heard about it. So <laughs> you have to do it with care. Okay. Oh well, I'm scared. Fisting? Yes. Oh, I've seen videos. I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna look at videos. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna need to see this in action. <laughs> and that has been our rating, guys. All right, guys, now it's time for On My Radar. Kristen, oop, On My Radar, not Radar. <laughs> Kristen, what's on your radar? On My Radar this week is a book that was just released that I had the pleasure of reading, and it is by Latino creator Terry Blas. And uh, Enid Balam is the, um, I believe, the artist. And it is Reptile. It is a Marvel book. And the book uh, is a number one that just came out. And it introduces to us the um, the uh, character of Umberto Lopez, who is also known as Reptile. Um, he has the ability to change into any dinosaur ever in the history of dinosaurs just like by thinking about it and I mean 
that is a pretty cool uh, <laughs> power. Uh, any little uh, kid's dream of turning into a dinosaur. But um, basically what happened is both of his parents are um, paleontologists. And on one of their digs, he found this like uh, medallion that gave him this power. And uh, after all that happened, his parents disappear on some mysterious dig that they were on. And so um, he is living with his uncle right now in Los Angeles. Um, So number one is all about him moving to Los Angeles and the his cousins taking him around because of course he's a Latino he's moving with his Latino uncle there's tons of cousins that are there <laughs> so the first place that they take him uh, is to Santi Alley and so they show him they said they describe Santi Alley as Mexican Disneyland <laughs> <laughs> that's cool so um the writing is really good I really enjoyed it and I think as uh, if you're uh, a consistent listener to us, um, you know that one of our biggest complaints is when creators write Latino characters, but they just, the only way you know that they're Latino is by their name. But Terry being a Latino himself um, actually really incorporates a lot of Latinidad in this character. And um, the fact that they are, you know, the, the extended family, the way that that is written, the food that they're eating, the words that they're saying, it's just um, really well done. And the story itself, I actually prefer Marvel stories to DC. So that was um, one thing in its favor. But um, there are some superhero books that I read that I'm like, oh, I'm not interested, but that wasn't the case here. And I actually do have an affinity for the teen superheroes in the Marvel universe. So this is just an addition to that group that um, I already enjoy, like Ms. Marvel and Miles Morales and uh, Totally Awesome Hulk. Those are all uh, characters that I really enjoy reading stories about. And this is just another one that I really liked. And Terry talks about Umberto um, by saying that he's Mexican-American like me, and I'm delighted to bring a story with more of that representation to the Marvel Universe. Uh, And so um, let's see. And then Balam, the the artist, says the comic book series presents us with a great adventure that I know will personally resonate amongst the Latin American community. Yes, heroes are born from all over the world and Marvel's teams are doing their part to celebrate their amazing stories. So um, it came out last week, which was the 26th, 27th of May. Oh, 26th, 26th of May. Um, It was written by Terry Blass, uh, art by Enid Balam. Uh, Inks are by Victor Olosaba and colors are by Carlos Lopez. So it looks like it is a well-rounded Latino uh, creative team. That is super awesome. I I was just asking myself just like a a few weeks ago, like, why don't we have more superheroes in L.A.? Why are they always in freaking New York? New York, yeah. Yeah. So I'm when you said that about Reptil, I was like, oh, hell yeah, it's on. (laughs) It's already Mm -hmm. on my pull list. I just have to pick up my stuff. But um, yes, it's on my pull list and I can't wait to read it. So uh, this has been one of the books I've been looking forward to. Thanks to Heidi Ho's Tuesday night. Um, let us know about reptiles so but um yeah i'm really excited to read about this um stegosaurus i would become a stegosaurus (laughs) (laughs) and for those of you who might think that the name terry blast is familiar we actually reviewed one of his little uh zines and self-published titles called uh you say latino i say latinx or something like that is yeah that what it, yeah That's what it is. i can't so, recall the actual but i love yeah. that book it was but so it was good. all like a, a history of the term latinx latino and why one person might choose to say one over the other and how it's just basically your choice and okay to say either and um it was really educational and interesting and um i purchased that book uh from terry at i think the latino comics expo um when we did it at the museum of latin american art yeah yeah definitely so oh my god exciting i love it i'm so excited you brought that up all right Kristen, it's time for juntos y fuertes take it away so 
we found out about this really cool website that when Sarah said it, I was like, that's a thing. It's that's so amazing. So <clears throat> it's a website called ifundwomen.com. And it says, we're here for this is for women who have big ideas. We're here to make them happen. So ifundwomen is the go-to funding marketplace for women-owned businesses and the people who want to support them with access to capital coaching, and connections. They offer immediate access to capital through a premium online fundraising experience, access to small business grants from corporate partners, expert business coaching on all the topics entrepreneurs need to know about, and a network of women business owners that sparks confidence, accelerates knowledge, and ignites action. Their mission is to equip women with the confidence, knowledge, and funding they need to bring their visions to life. That is freaking amazing. It's like a GoFundMe or a um, uh, Kickstarter specifically for women entrepreneurs and women business uh, owners and or business uh, idea makers. Mm -hmm. And I just think that that's amazing. So if any of you listening out there um, are women with grand ideas that are looking to, you just don't know how to get it off the ground. This seems like a very amazing place for you to start. They don't just offer funding, they offer coaching and mentoring. And I think that for women in the business world, sometimes that is um, really hard to find. So ifundwomen.com, check it out and um, pass it along if you know a woman who is looking for uh, business support. Yeah. Or not only that, maybe you can find projects that you'd like to support as well. Yeah. So, um, so mm -hmm. that's super exciting and I can't wait <clears throat> to go and scroll and see all the wonderful, um, campaigns going on. Uh, so thanks for that, Kristen. And now it's time for In La Libreria. And I have an In La Libreria today. Um, I was, uh, very moved by Jen and how she gets super excited about funding, uh, finding um, things to kickstart. But this one, piggy, uh, piggybacking on um, Juntos y Fuertes, um, ShiroCon, uh, if you guys remember, uh, that's the company that uh, produced the story Raven Choi that we reviewed before. And it's um, Shiro, uh, Shiro Comics says they're kicking off their very first crowdfunding campaign to help fund the final book, Chapter 5, in the Raven Choi graphic novel series. Shiro Khan was selected from thousands of applicants by carers and ifundwomen.com uh, for a grant that helps minority female entrepreneurs. Caress has awarded us the very first $1,000 to our crowdfunding efforts, which aim to raise a total of 5K. That's $5,000. So they are currently at $1,195 and they have 36 days left on their campaign that ends July the 4th. Um, basically, you can get the comic book uh, digitally or the actual comic book. Uh, there's a baseball t-shirt there's a Funko Pop of Raven Choi which oh, I wow. think is super cool they have a bag that includes a t-shirt magnets and the books um, so there's a lot of tiers you can um, you can find so just go on um, uh, what is it called ifundwomen.com and search Shiro Comics um, and like I said they have 36 days left and um it, they're doing really great things. Uh, this year, I believe they didn't do ShiroCon, yeah. But um, but they have other amazing projects they they're working on. So that's what's on. Um, not it, that's in La Libreria with in your Libreria. And mm -hmm. actually, their ShiroCon was scheduled for March, and so they had already done a majority of the work, spent a majority of the money. I mean, it was down to the wire almost, I think, the week before yes. and they had to cancel. So that was very devastating for them. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Jen, you also have an En La Libreria. I do. I do. So we reviewed this book a while ago and now they are back for volume three of their Kickstarter. And it is Booza volume three, Heaven Ooh. Lies Beneath. 
So Booza is an award-winning LGBTQ slice of life urban fantasy webcomic that uh, we reviewed a while, a book that is very sad, uh, that has its basins in a lot of middle, like in the Middle East and Middle East, like, uh, like art and influence. And it's, it was a really beautiful book. And now yeah. uh, Shazleen Khan is back uh, and she is trying to get funding for volume three and getting a print book uh and she's actually already met her goal of fourteen thousand one hundred eighty nine dollars she's currently at twenty two thousand one hundred twenty eight with 350 backers and 24 days to go and just to give a little bit a little recap about what booza was about booza follows sam and zach two young people trying to navigate the sprawling nation of dala al-harib uh, along the way, they meet Musa, a young man who's looking to find his estranged half-brother. Zen, the very same estranged sibling who strikes up an unlikely long-distance friendship with Zach. And Miriam, the third sibling who's wrapped up in uh, a political rivalry with the esteemed oracle Dan Arai Din Dirush. Uh, I hope I said that right. The beloved ruler of the country who also has a mysterious connection with Sam. Booza touches on the themes of found family, spirituality, cultural identity, marginalization, and diaspora while featuring a full queer cast. That is super cool. I mean, it is. I remember the art from the first yeah. was super amazing. And I remember one of the things that I loved about the character was um, how they didn't draw her with shaved legs. And that meant a lot to me because, you know, not everybody like adheres to the 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 quote unquote ideal of beauty so mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate that that was that's really amazing mm-hmm. yeah and so uh pledges start at a base of the prices are in pounds but they also give you a rough estimate of how much it would be in dollars uh and the pledges start at seven pounds which is about ten dollars and this is just for volume three pdf after that, you can pledge at £14, so about $20, and you get the PDF bundle, which is volumes 1, 2, 3, and the Bilchis uh, zine, which is just, uh, a, in while we were reading the book, I believe one of the characters is reads a, uh, reads a magazine, and that's what the Bilchis zine is. Shazleen has done uh, like a small little magazine that's in the style of what one of the characters reads. That's cool. After that, yeah, <laughs> after that, you jump up to 20 pounds, which is about $29, and you get the physical copy of volume three, as well as the PDF. And then at 40 pounds, uh, which is about $57, you get uh, you get the physical book, the PDF, a print, uh, the zine in PDF, and as well as a physical copy of the zine and washi tape of uh, the that's done in the book's art style. Oh, that's cool. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. And then it keeps going up from there. But you can uh, contribute as low as seven pounds. And then, like, if you wanted to get like PDF versions of the older copies, that's also uh, an option as an add-on. And I think like if it's not much, I think it's like about five dollars to add on uh, the other PDF copies. But the thing about Booza is that it is a free webtoon as well. It's a free webcomic that you can read on webtoons as well. So if you don't want to, like, if you want to, like, just, like, see what it is that you're getting into, you can go read the comic for free as well. And is, if I remember, is that B-U-U-Z-A? Yes. Okay. B-U-U-Z-A. Okay. Booza. Yeah. All right, guys, it's now time for saludos. Kristen, ¿a quién estamos saludando hoy? Today, we are saludando El Capitan Inc. Um, you can go to El Capitan Inc. And that's E-L-K-A-P-I-T-A-N-I-N-C dot com. Or you can search El Capitan on um, Instagram. And it is a really amazing creator artist that I met this weekend at... Uh, a little anime pop-up at the Delamo Fashion Mall. And um, he is an artist. Uh, he his, uh, his company is called Until Death. And he does really cool enamel pins. I bought two different 
um, Miles Morales pins and one Gwenpool pin. And he had a whole bunch of different kinds. But when you go onto his Instagram, you see a lot of the cool stuff that he's made. He has t-shirts, he has plushies, um, lots of enamel pins. Um, and I am a sucker for enamel pins. Like I will buy the pin and put it away and never see it again in my life. But I like, <laughs> I go to bed uh, with a smile on my face, knowing that I bought that pin. <laughs> I actually used to wear them when I would go to Disneyland on my lanyard, I would incorporate the Marvel pins, um, on my lanyard because Marvel was owned by Disney. And so I was able to show them off, but um, there's no going to Disneyland right now. So, um, but I will, um, start doing that again once we return, but he is very talented, really cool. And there are definitely, um, a strong Latinx Chicano vibe to a lot of his artwork. So, um, definitely check it out. It is, um, El Capitan Inc. Um, E-L-K-A-P-I-T-A-N-I-N-C on both Instagram and on the internet, you just put a dot com behind it. So thank you for my amazing pins and definitely check him out. Um, and you can make the purchases online. Dude, I saw his uh, Bart Simpson plushie. He's wearing yeah. a, like a, a Dodger hat. And I think, <laughs> uh, uh, what are they called? Those shoes? Um, anyway, but the thing I like the most is he has a little teardrop tattoo on his face. Yeah. <laughs> that was super funny. But yeah, no, I, I check his stuff out on Instagram. It's really awesome. All right, guys, that brings us to the end of this episode. Where can they? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right, guys. Next episode, I'll have the drawing of the beer. I, <laughs> I have the names written down. I was going to pull it out um, during the show, and I forgot to cut them up and put them in a bowl. Uh, but Aww. next time. But w- for now, where can they find us? <laughs> so that is our our long game of just getting people to listen to more episodes. We just keep <laughs> promising that we're gonna do the <laughs> we're gonna do the drawing. Uh, yeah. So you can now find us and everything you want to know about us at www.comadresycomics.com. We have a website, and on that website are all of our links to our YouTube, our Instagram, our Twitter, our Facebook, everywhere that you would ever want to find out more stuff about us and our podcast. So that's all you got to do. Go to commodicycomics.com. Excellent, guys. We also have a Patreon going on. So don't forget to check that out. It is the Period Network patreon so we would um invite you to support us financially (laughs) (laughs) all right guys that brings us to the end of this episode we have been your host i'm sarah i'm Kristen, and i'm jen bye guys bye bye